Hey, 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 this is Ty, the family made mom coming to you with the question. Hey, do teens really even want our help? I know a lot of times as parents, it almost feels like you're talking to a brick wall. You're wondering, hey, do my kids even really listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth? Do they hear what I'm saying? Are they receiving what I'm saying? And is what I'm saying really helping them? Those are some things that we ask ourselves as parents. And it's, you know, it's a necessary question to ask, but I really want to dig into that about What is it that our kids, our teenagers especially, are really looking for from us? I sincerely believe that our teenagers really do want our help. I really believe that they want us to slow down and listen to the words that are coming out of their mouth. I believe that they want us to be able to see that they're hurting or that they are confused or that they're excited or they have questions or that they're there, that they exist Sometimes as teenagers, you know, think back to when we were teenagers, we felt like we had no voice and no presence. We felt like we didn't have any say so. Nowadays, teenagers have too much say so. But growing up, it was as if our voices were silenced. You know, we couldn't say a lot. We couldn't have, you know, we couldn't voice our opinion. And even in voicing our opinion, it almost felt as if it wasn't going to change a thing. It wasn't going to move our parents, not one iota from where they were standing. But today, as parents, we get the opportunity not only to hear our kids, our teenagers, but we also get an opportunity to allow them to speak, to let them know that their voices mean something, that their voices carry weight. And not only that, that everything that comes out of their mouth is not stupid. Everything that comes out of their mouth is not immature. Some of the things that come out of their mouth are full of wisdom. They're things that we can learn from, that glean from. Sometimes my, even my children, not even my teenagers, but my children say things and it brings a check to my spirit. Like, oh my gosh, you've got to do this different or What they said was so true, you have to do what they said because it was simply the truth. God doesn't have any respect or persons of who he uses to correct us or to bring truth to us. He uses whoever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. And it's a beautiful thing because it keeps us humble. Our ability to be able to listen to our children, whether teenagers or not, it shows our level of humility. It also shows that we have strength under control. I can listen to my teenagers and understand that I still am an authoritative figure, but I don't have to exert my authority in everything that I do all the time. I can simply just be a parent. I can simply let them speak. I can hear their voice. And not only that, in hearing their voice, I can look in their eyes. Looking into the eyes of your children, you see so much. You see their hearts. You hear their voice in a different way. When I can look in someone's eyes and listen to what they're saying, it brings a whole new tone, a whole new light to the conversation. It brings the heart, the compassion, the drive. It brings all of that into the conversation. It gives you another respect for your child. And even in the times when they're babbling, even in the times when they're rattling off and you silently want to put them in a headlock because they have just talked too much and you're just like, shut your mouth. You know, even in those times, you still have a respect for the fact that you're talking to me. 
You could be talking to anybody else, but you're talking to me. I know I get a kick when my kids, you know, uh, in the middle of the day, they're calling me or texting me. Just little silly stuff. Just because we had that relationship, just because they know that, hey, if I text my mom, you know, if I text my dad, they're going to respond back, you know, even if it's something super major silly. Um, You know, one of them was making a little joke. My nose is running like the uh, fountain of living waters, you know, and I just was cracking up like, man, you thought about me. And it's a blessing because it shows the relationship that you have with your children. Establishing that relationship with your children is so important because that's what that was what raises that question. Do our teens really want our help? When you have a relationship with your children, you understand that, yes, you really do need my help. And it's not that you need me to walk you in every step. Nope. That's not my job. You have to learn how to walk through life on your own. I'm simply your tour guide. I'm simply the one that, oh, when you're going that way, I'll say, well, as you're going that way, if you would look over to your left and look over to your right, actually straight ahead, one mile up, you will also see a danger zone. You know, (laughs) it's that type of thing that we uh, give our children the room to grow and we're there simply to guide them just to let them know, hey, I'm here for you. I want to give you a few tidbits along the way. You can take them or you can lead them. You can learn the hard way or you can listen to my voice, heed my instructions, and it'll save you some trouble in the long run because that's what we want to do. As much as possible, we want to help them avoid the pitfalls in life, understanding that there are some things that your child will just simply have to go through. But listen, your presence, you being there and being able just to hear them, and allow them to vent. Sometimes they really not even really saying anything major. They're just going through their day. They're just running through their head. They're, they've got so much pressure, so many things that there is going on, so many adjustments that they have to make in such a little bit of time for them. And, you know, we're there and they're like, oh, my parents, this is my safe place. My parents have made a safe place for me. So when I come home, I can talk to them and I can share things with them. And guess what? They'll give me their ear. And sometimes I'll just listen. I'm not even really saying anything. I'm simply just listening. I love hearing their heart because it shows me how to pray. More than anything, I want them to understand and hear the voice of God more than they hear me. I want them to know, understand, and experience the voice of God. Because guess what? When mommy and daddy's not there, when grandma and grandpa and auntie and uncle and big cuz is no longer there, you're going to need somebody to be able to guide you. And the best person to guide you is the Lord. He's the only one that sees all, knows all, and is powerful enough to pick you up out of the situation that you're in and put you in a better place. He's the only one. He may not do things the way that we like for him to do all the time. Sometimes I'm kicking and screaming doing the will of God. But I'm so grateful that I know him. I'm so grateful that he keeps me. I'm so grateful that he encourages me, that he helps me along the way. I'm so grateful for the God that I know, love, and serve. I don't know where I would be without him. And I would 
love for my children to experience God in their own way. What we experienced, how we experienced the Lord was great. But they got to have their own experience. Now, I'm saying all this as the mom of a 15 and 14 year old. But some of you have already had children who flew out the cuckoo's nest and they are nesting in college or they are nesting in their uh, in the military or in their home or doing their businesses. They're wherever now. And you had to go through that experience of actually dealing with them leaving the home. And having to have a whole nother level of trust. Not only are you no longer in my home, but now you are out. Some of them are out of the state. Some of them that are out of the city. You just can't. They're not just a two second step away. Now you've got to be able to trust that they're going to make decisions that are appropriate. That they're not going to land in jail. That they're not going to kill nobody because they got a temper. That they're not going to drive off the road because they don't know how to focus well. You know, it's such a greater level of concern. But I tell you that that 17, 18, and 19-year-old still wants and needs your help. Sometimes as parents, our biggest issue is how much help to give, when to give that help, and should I even help at all right now? Should I even help at all? Or is this a time when I just am silent and I allow them the opportunity to see their own strength, to see their own level of maturity? Is this a time when I say, I trust you? And I allow that to ring in their ears as they're going through their day. My parents trust me to do what's right. So I know that if I go and I do the exact opposite, not only do I show myself that I really wasn't ready, but also I disappoint my parents because I'm still representing my home. You know, we allow our children that room there because they have to see the consequences of their actions. They have to be able to be accountable for their actions and take responsibility for their actions. That's what matures us. That's what grows us. And that's what develops us. When we fail to be accountable for our own actions and take responsibility for the things that we've done, we stagnate ourselves. We put ourselves almost in a holding cell and say, I can't go any further because I'm not willing to be mature. I'm not willing to be a person who is one who can say, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this. I'm not able to prioritize. When I do prioritize, I'm reckless. And then once I'm reckless, I blame it on everybody else. Here comes the tour guide and says, okay, so this and this happened, right? Well, I'm not going to jump down your throat. I just want to go over the events of today. What happened? And as your child is telling you about what is happening through their day, your hope is that they can hear every step that they made that was incorrect. Every misstep, every stumbling block. Every roadblock that presented itself and how they didn't do the right maneuvers to get around it. Instead, they ran right into the trouble. They hit the tree, missed the mark.
And now they have to be responsible for their actions. And as parents, it's important that we don't say, I should have taught you better than that. No. At a certain age, especially in your teenage years, unless your child is dealing with some sort of development issue where you know full well that they may need a little bit more help in that area, our children are extremely intelligent. They are fully aware of what they are doing and they know that they have made a mistake. The good thing about us parents especially a good parent, is we're not going to rub it in your face. We're not going to say, I told you so, because that's so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. When we fall, we don't want somebody saying, oh, I told you that. No, you already feel bad enough. You messed up. But here's where good parenting skills come in. Good parenting skills says, okay, so you see what you did. What can you do better? Out of that situation, what are the good things that you can point out in that situation? And then what are the bad things? Because here I'm teaching you to learn from your mistakes. I'm teaching you to be able to go back and pinpoint what happened, how it happened, and here's what I can do better. That way, when you're on your own, you can do the exact same thing. You can say, up, Let wisdom kicked in. When I did this before, this, 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 and this happened. So now I'm not going to repeat the same mistake. You see what I'm saying? We're tour guides. I'm simply helping you maneuver through life. I'm not controlling you. That's not my job. My job is not to control you. It's to teach you to have self-control. And also to help you understand what happens when you lose control. It applies not only to you. It applies to the baby. It applies to the infant, the toddler. It applies to the school ager, the pre-adolescent, the teenager, the young adults, and the adults. We all have to learn the self-same thing. And as we are all being still students, able to be taught, we're tour guides. We're showing ourselves Showing our children that we're there for them. We're making sure that they know, hey, you got an ear here. You want to talk? Go ahead and talk. And then as a parent, I have to make room for you. I have to make time for you. We see a lot of children become frustrated, angry, violent, and wayward because they have no home outlet. It's not even a safe place. Some of us are asking, do, do, does my teen really want my help? But you don't, there's not even a safe environment for them to get your help, to receive your help. If you're someone who is combative, they can't receive from you. If you're someone who is always telling them everything that they're not, they're too ashamed to release in front of you. They don't want you to knock them down again. And if you're the super soft parent who you never bring any type of correction, guess what? Your child doesn't like that either. Contrary to what parents may think, children actually love to be disciplined. You want to know why? Because it shows that you care. Now, pump your brakes, shorty. I'm not talking about the ones who like to beat their kids. Yeah, I discipline my kids. Yeah, I slap them around. Uh, No.
sorry, wasn't going that route. I'm talking about discipline. I'm talking about structure. I'm talking about routine here. I'm talking about just be, being a tour guide. We're showing them how to properly navigate through life. They need that. They need the structure that says, okay, it's time to wake up. Get your clothes together up. Oh, actually, you shouldn't have got your clothes together the night before. If you didn't, all right, you only got such and such amount of time. And what happens if we don't get out by this time? Up, oh, we're late. We're teaching them how to manage their time. So moms, parents, yes, our teens really actually do need our help. And guess what? One thing that I've learned from parenting is that um, as I'm parenting my child, I'm actually growing and developing myself because I'm getting better as the days go by. And every day is not super nicey, nicey. So um, I'm sounding pretty nice in this podcast, right? Hmm. Well, let me tell you, when my sink was overflowing and the pipes were all stuck and stuff was leaking around the house, I was not too pleasant. My words were more like, get out, go to bed. I was a little bit frustrated. So then what I'll do is I'll have to go back and I'll have to say, you know what? Ugh, I shouldn't have did that. And then I can talk to them. You know what? Today was a little bit frustrating. And normally they'll say, well, what made it so frustrating? Oh, or was it because of this and this? Yes. But even still, it's not an excuse. We remind our children that even though life is throwing us curveballs and it's hitting us with some new punches that we didn't expect right then, it's still not okay for us to explode. It's still not okay for us to just go off the hinge. We are still accountable for our actions. We're still responsible. And we have to understand that if when we are reacting instead of responding to situations, there are such consequences. And you can still hurt people in between that. Me yelling, that's hurtful, especially if they haven't gotten my attention. You know, when things are going on and stuff is happening back to back to back and they want our attention, but we can't give it to them right then. That's a lot for them. And sometimes they're not at a place where they can quickly adjust and just say, OK, she couldn't give me her attention because this and keep it moving. Sometimes it's more than that for them. For them, sometimes it's that I really needed you. And right at that time, when I really needed you, I didn't have you there. So, hey, just remember, we're here to make sure, you know, just like I do parent and family coaching, right? And uh, one thing I'm learning is that me being someone who is guiding you through, helping you to asking the right questions and helping you maneuver through things. That's better than me just saying, do this, do that, do this, do that, do that. Well, while it's great for you to give suggestions and tips and things like that, and um, that's great, but it's better if I teach you how to break things down. Problem solving is going to be one of your bestest, bestest, bestest things you can teach your children. It's needed in everything. In driving, if an accident happens, well, do they know what to do? Do they know how to do it? 
Make sure you're there to lend that awesome ear just to help your children maneuver through life. They actually want your help. They just want you to help in a way that's not overbearing. And yes, sometimes it does take a couple times just to get through it. But seize the time, seize the opportunity. When they're angry, say, okay, let them be angry and then go back. Hey, let's talk. I noticed you were angry about this, this, or this. Why? Why were you so upset? And then allow them the room. Give them the floor. It's all you, boo. Go ahead and tell me what's on your heart, what's on your mind. I am here to listen to you. And as I'm listening to you, I am taking it all in. I'm taking in your body language. I'm taking in the tone of your voice. I'm taking in what your hair looks like, what you're wearing, how you're sitting. Because all that plays into it. What if you didn't pay attention to the fact of how your child is dressing? That they're wearing less and less. Or they're putting on more and more. Maybe they're putting on more clothes, more makeup. Maybe they're trying so hard to get attention. And that's not to say that everybody that uh, puts on makeup or puts on extra clothes or, or takes off some extra clothes needs attention. That's not what it's saying. It's saying simply pay attention to your child. Because even our nonverbal communication is communication. We walk in the house and we immediately storm to our room. Never sitting in the main room where the family is. Everyone all to their quarters. And no one is communicating with one another. That's not the kind of home that everybody wants to be in. And if we can be honest with ourselves, we're not comfortable there either. We want to talk to each other. We want to hear each other's voice. But now we need to learn how to communicate with each other. Now the olders need to learn to communicate with the youngers. Because when communication happens, it breeds a safe environment, especially when it's appropriate conversation, when it's peaceful conversation, when people, when each other are, when each child is showing one another love, the children are respecting adults. I've heard more kids now tell their parents to shut up than I actually care to hear ever again. And I wanted to just go out there and, and get a belt. I did. Cause shut up. Who you talking to? Woo. Make your head spin around a couple of times like, wait a minute. <laughs> but, you know, the parents were just cool. Just kept on going. You know, they're cussing their parents out. You know, my uh, son plays basketball, so I'm hearing a lot of different feedback on the court. And parents like, oh, you got to do this. And you're like, shut up. Cussing their dads out. And you're like, oh, gosh. One kid told his mom to shut up and use some extra words along in there. And I just, it just made me cringe. How do we get comfortable enough to disrespect one another like that? 
Why are we not taking in that our words actually hurt? That our words have power. And we need to make sure that we're using the right words in the right way to get the right results. Yes, your team needs your help. The kind of help that they need is what you have to slow down and begin to take notice. Analyze what help they actually are seeking from you. Because maybe the help that you want to give is not the help that they need. And that's not always an easy pill to swallow either. Because you they going to get my love. They're going to get my help. However I get, yeah, all that forceful stuff is great. Some kids need it. Most kids don't. True story. Most kids just want to be talked to. Most teens especially just want to be talked to. As if they're human. As if they're real. Honestly, as if they have value. Hey, we, we tell people how awesome our kids are. And some of us are so terrible because we just, we talk about our kids and we never have anything good to say. I've been there. Been so frustrated with my children that I didn't have two good words to say about them. And sometimes when they will walk by me on a bad day, I'll be like, mm. on the inside, I'll be like, mm, I'd just pinch them. Hmm. Been there, done that, got some t-shirts, probably 10 or 12 by now. And even still, in all of that, our teens still need our help. Sometimes they have bad attitudes. Sometimes they look at us as if they could just as easily spit on us. But in all honesty, they need our help. Think of our attitudes. Sometimes we look at people as if they don't really exist in real life. As if they do not matter. And when our children do the exact same thing that we do, why does it throw us off so much? Stop being so amazed. Stop it. (laughs) Our children are so much like us, it's ridiculous. But they still need our help. Ty, you just keep saying that. Well, that's the title of the podcast, and I just got to say it because I need you to know that your teen really does need your help. And not only do they need it, your teen really does want your help. Your teen wants your help. They want you to sit with them and talk with them. They want you to be their guide. They want to share stories with you and you guys laugh and talk. They're able to receive your correction. They're aware that every day will not be peachy. They're aware that every conversation will not smell like roses and raspberries. Some of them will smell like straight sewage. Some of them you just will not want to engage in that conversation Some of them, it will take you somewhere. But in all honesty, your children, your teens, they really do want your help. Not only want, they need it. It just takes time. They have to know that you love them, that you care. Knowing that your parents love you and that they care 
helps you to open up your heart to them. That's what you want. I say it all the time. You knowing your child could stop some dangerous things from happening simply because your child trusts you enough with information. They'll give you all the information. They won't hold anything back because they know, number one, you're not going to judge them. And number two, you'll be there if they need you. That's what we want. We want to be able to trust our children. I want you to let that sink in. Your team not only wants, but needs your help. Our teams need our help. How can you help? What have you tried thus far? Has it worked? Did a portion of it work and a portion of it did not? Journal it. Because you want to know how to get better. Sit down and have the talk with your team. Oh, you talking about sex? No, life is bigger than sex. I'm talking about have a talk with your team about what it is that they need. How you can help them. And let them know, no, I'm not looking at you like a charity case. I am looking at you as a semi-adult. And I'm saying that there are tools that you need in life and I want to be able to help guide you through so that you know how to use those tools that you already have inside of you. But if you don't have the strategy needed to help your team, they'll push you away simply because your strategy's all wrong. And you'll be so butthurt because you think that they're pushing you away because They don't want to be bothered with you when really they're just saying, no, go back, get a new strategy and come back. Oh, gosh, you can't be this old school. Oh, go back. Come back again. They just want a tailor made experience. And we ought to be able to give them the tailor made experience. Take some time. Journal it. What am I doing as a parent? Am I creating a safe zone for my children to be able to speak with me? In that safe zone, am I asking them what it is that I can do to help them? What are some things that they love that I do? What are some things that they hate that I do? And in that conversation right there, if it is some, if they're saying, oh, I don't like that you do this, this or this, and you know that that this, this or this is something that you are not going to change, not only because it is your mannerism, but is it because you're right? Sometimes they don't like when you give them rules. Well, rules you're going to get anyway. It's a part of life. You got rules. This conversation that you will journal down and the questions that you will ask yourself, it's not to condemn you. It's not to say that you're doing everything wrong. It's simply to provide the strategy that you need. Some of you have heard your teens and your children tell you several times over, please don't do this. Please don't do that. And you still keep doing it. You're not willing to respect their wishes, but you want them to respect yours. You want them to respect you, but you haven't done the same. Parents, 
Our teens need our help and we have to be in position to give that to them. If you haven't already, please like, love, share, subscribe this podcast. This is Ty, the family made mom. Remember, our teens really want our help. Be blessed. Bye bye.